0: Hello, versers. How are you? I'm DL. We have new listeners. We have quite a few new listeners. And with that comes begging because with all those new listeners, you know what we don't have? A bunch of new ratings and reviews. It helps us. It helps us a lot. It helps us get on weird secret lists so that we can weird secret, keep doing this and weird secret, maybe make some money so we can not so weird secret have additional content. Hey, thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Coming up on Verse Chorus Verse, does George Bush care about black people? We bring in relevant Mike Myers and good Kanye West to discuss. I'm a son! Welcome to Verse, Course Verse, Episode 71. I am DL. With me is Evil, my mixologist Jimmy. Evil, Ooh, how are you? I'm good. Did I send you a drink? You didn't. <laughs> it's it's a very backhanded compliment, is what it is. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would be sober if it wasn't for myself. No thanks to you.
1: Yeah, I was I was supposed to send him a cocktail. And I feel apparently
0: like I didn't. I feel like studying for this episode has kept you busy. It is,
1: yes, we'll, we'll get to that.
0: This has been very hard to study for. The years are always the hardest ones. Not only do you have to go over so much, but you have to research picking and choosing what you are Ugh. going to even try to listen to. Yeah. I thought this was gonna be way easier because I actually remember these things. And I remember what was going on in my life and everything. So way easier, but no, because there's a million trillion things to go into. Wait, was that 2005? It ended up sucking. (laughs) So that's what we're doing this week. We are going over 2005. Some very good releases. I don't know. I would call this an in-betweener year. I found a lot of, oh, that was last year. Oh, that's Uh, coming out in two years.
1: Right. The problem for me this year, this is... In the peak of my musical taste, fully falling to the dark side of metal, I was so disconnected from popular Pop. music. Yeah, popular music. I was just so disconnected from it, and gotcha. I was like a heavy metal jingoist at this point. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, I hate everything else. You know, you oh. all suck. You know. <laughs> but I think there's more to it than just that. I think there's some other stuff going on. Yeah. In culture in general, like it's like you said, it's a bit of an in betweener. I agree. Year?
0: Yeah, I agree. And we'll we'll get into it. It was just a
1: ton of listening. It was Tuh. a ton of Because there was so much stuff to wade through, I don't feel connected to the bigger picture. Like I really, really like a story behind like what's going on. Mm-hmm couldn't even piece that together i was musically in, s- in such an isolationist mode that it's almost like i didn't live through 2005 the same <laughs> 2005 everyone else did it was like i was locked in some time capsule do you think that maybe one of the things that had to do with it one of the albums
0: that probably would have shed a lot of light as a whole in 2005 would have been mesmerized but mm-hmm. we have gone oh it Mesmerize doesn't even feel like a 2005 album now. It feels like a completely different entity than everything else. (laughs) Like the whole reason that I do that, I think of the year that we're gonna study. And then I say, what's an album there that if we don't talk about beforehand, it will take up the entire episode. Okay, that makes sense. There's a problem now where I just have this disconnect with everything I've been studying for since studying for Mesmerize. And Mesmerize, which came out this year. If you were super into heavy metal at the time, was System of a Down even heavy enough for you? Or In, was- in the
1: previous two episodes, because we've talked about this is episode three. No, maybe not. In a, is it in a row? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, kn- yeah. I, I was familiar with it. This is kind of a bigger picture for the entire year. I'm familiar with a lot of this music, but I don't know it super well. It's all there. I know it all. I don't know if there's like a disconnect between music and culture at large because of how compartmentalized music became due to technology. Mm. iPods at this point in time, everyone had their personally curated music in their hand. It was very, yep. you know, customized, personalized radio starting to die. And that overarching Culture of connecting to music, you know, we both kind of lived through the grunge era and how that permeated into everything. In 2005, that wasn't mm-hmm. the case. Like, there were like these sectioned off compartmentalized areas of music and that if you wouldn't have any sort of view into that if you didn't consciously connect to it
0: i was still deep into cd i was all cds i don't i mean i was broke i don't think i had knife iPod. yeah ipod yeah see i don't, I don't even it was iPads. i don't think i had an ipod till like 2008 yeah. or something like that but so i was still on albums but you're right Because for somebody like me and somebody like you that didn't like anything on the radio at this point, where were you going to find your fucking music? Right. That's one thing that I'm going to talk about later on, which was kind of a hilarious way that I started finding a ton of good music. At this point, I was in full on DL just searching for music all the time at this point. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of time at the record exchange in 2005. <laughs> so we'll get into that and some other things. Before we do, we got to talk about the most important
1: part of the night. Evil, what are you drinking? I am drinking a, a riff on the Manhattan. Oh. You would probably know this, but listeners might not. Every borough has a cocktail. Mm-hmm. So there's a Manhattan. There's a Staten Island. There's I, I've had a few of them. I'm drinking a Brooklyn tonight. So Brooklyn is two ounces of rye whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of dry vermouth, and a quarter of an ounce of Amer-picon, Oh, which okay. you can't even buy in the U.S. I have a buddy who ordered some from wherever it's from in Europe. I can't remember where, if it's... Fucking cheating. France, Spain. Bru- yeah, yeah, exactly. And then a teaspoon of americone liqueur. Yum. It's really good. I kind of thought I might win, but now I don't think I do. Yeah. What great cocktail did I tell you to make?
0: So I'm on this big, I do this thing where once a year I read this book called Pappy Land, which is this incredible Mm. book about the Van Winkle family. I don't want to say elitist, but real bourbon makers, the real ones that actually like, have been yeah, doing it like for generations
1: and bourbon ears. I don't know. What are they? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fresh out of prohibition. Yeah. Literally the day that prohibition ended, they were making bourbon mm-hmm. and nowadays there's a lot of money that goes into the fake lore behind bourbon distilleries and, and making the bottles look awesome. So people like me will buy them because I will, I love bourbon bottles. Awesome. But Anyway, it always reminds me that one of the bourbons that has been around forever, family-owned guy that would help a lot of other distilleries and stuff like that, is the Wild Turkey. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a Wild Turkey party tonight. Ooh. I'm having a Kentucky coffee with Wild Turkey 101, and then I am having a Sazerac Ew. with 101 Wild Turkey rye.
1: Wow, that's a bold rye. Yes. It's,
0: <laughs> I actually... It makes a really good sazerac. Does it? Well, so I put like two lemon rinds. I like really, really citrusy yeah. sazeracs. But yeah, I think it's really good. Nice. That's what I'm drinking. Good job, Wild Turkey. Their 101 bourbon is. Solid. I like their 101. Yeah, yeah. I like their uh, rare
1: breed. I usually get that at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's good too. Yep.
0: But yeah, it's like a twenty-five dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You no, know, not at all. That's what we're drinking. 2005, we're going to try as best we can, (laughs) we're going to take a break, we'll be right back. We are back, let's get into 2005. The first thing that we're going to do, just to give you a little bit of a feel for what 2005 was about, I'm going to give you the top 10 singles of 2005 (laughs) this is billboard they didn't necessarily release in 2005 it's just what was number one in 2005 and man as always it's just fantastic stuff (laughs) starting at number 10 working our way to number one we've got behind these hazel eyes by kelly clarkson this was like prime american idol days right here i think it was like year three or four of american idol they had taken over everything Don'tcha by The Pussycat Dolls featuring Busta Rhyme, Candy Shop by 50 (laughs) Cent, which everybody remembers, Boulevard of Broken Dreams by The One and Only Green Day, Gold Digger by Kanye West, which did come out in 2005, One Two Step by Ciara featuring Missy Elliott, Since You've Been Gone, also by Kelly Clarkson, Let Me Love You by Mario, which... I do not, I don't know what the hell song that is. Nope. Holla Girl by Gwen Stefani. Nah. I definitely do know that song. And We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, which I don't really know that song. Those were the top 10 singles.
1: Gorgeous. We're going to talk about all of those in depth. I guarantee it.
0: We are, especially <laughs> the Mimi, the Emancipation of Mimi. <laughs> Mariah Carey I... did come out with an album this year, and we are not going to talk about nope. it. Sorry, Mariah fans. <laughs> That listen to this what happened in 2005 well katrina happened and yeah. that's basically that's the big thing not a proud moment no. for the country uh youtube was founded whoa uh, that's right yeah wow it was the beginning of the end <laughs> a new pope was elected benedict the 16th i hope was it I the 16? I hope. <laughs> I think he was the 16. Sure. He is, um, now. he is now. Yeah. Did not go over well. He was not a popular pope, <laughs> but don't worry, Pope Benedict, because there have been plenty of popes way worse than you um <laughs> and with that before we do anything we've got to guess each other's favorite album of 2005 i am not counting mesmerized
1: yeah i think we should absolve it from any top lists
0: except maybe the top 10 list yes then you and i are gonna have to go right back to the oh, drawing man. board <laughs> which
1: for oh we have been going back and forth on this like what about this album yeah not arguing i was on a walk i'm like oh god and i sent a message i'm like do we have a blind spot and i don't want to reveal that yeah that's been going on for the entire week
0: yeah and it's not arguing
1: yeah. it's not no this needs to be a
0: number no yeah, it's, do we now. put this one on
1: do, do we Have we... you? Need... <laughs> yeah which i
0: think says a lot about this year <laughs> <laughs> i really do i am going to guess and hey it's becoming a friendship test and I know it's cheating, but I think you might get to cheat too. I don't know. It might be harder for you. I'm going to say your favorite album of this year is Opeth.
1: That is a... Ghost
0: Reveries.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. For anybody that doesn't know, it is a very... What do you want to call it? A very... I wouldn't say it's a, a massively influential album, but it is very highly regarded. Landmark? Yeah. Metal album? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah.
0: What do you think mine is?
1: It could be so many things.
0: You know what you should do, Evil? You should pick it before we record and then you don't. It's impossible. Yeah. No, I know it is. I know it's impossible. The problem is we've talked
1: about so many things going back. The way we talk about albums like frames that. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, it's Mew. That's your guess? Yeah. Mew,
0: M-E-W, is a band that came out with an album called "And the Glass-Handed Kites
1: this year that Evil does know I'm a major fan yeah. of. Yeah. So, so a bit of history, way before this podcast happened, back when DL and I were basically communicating. Chat buds? Google, yeah, like Google Hangouts doing yeah. top five lists. So yeah. At some point, we decided to like assign albums to each other to listen to. Yeah. And then we'd much we'd like get back what we do now. Yeah, exactly. It was like the prototyping of that it very much was those episodes. Mm-hmm. That album was one that you'd given to me and I was like,
0: what in the hell is this? I, I gave <laughs> it to you and Mike and you yeah. were both
1: what? You fucking asshole. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But yeah, it's a
0: great album. It is. It's, uh, it is artsy to say the least. A little bit. (laughs) That is a very good guess. You know what we're going to do now, Evil? What are we going to do? We're going to do a new segment. What? Yeah. It's called Evil Gets 60 Seconds of Metal. 60 seconds? (laughs) 60 seconds. What? I hope you... I asked for five minutes. I hope you have your Lego guy voice on. What? Hot Wheels. Was it Legos
1: or was it Hot Wheels? Oh, man. The dude who talks real fast? Yeah. Yeah. I hope you've got that going. (sighs) I don't That's that's not fair This is not Evil, fair
0: Evil, I love you to death If I let you talk oh for god. five minutes straight about metal We are going to have four
1: listeners on this podcast 60 seconds I'm not even ready for this You're, This is terrible you, you gotta prep better Oh my god Okay, <laughs> I have a list I gotta hmm. <laughs> This is gonna Oh
0: yes. my god, this is gonna be so funny <laughs> Alright, Evil Jimmy Metal starts oh.
1: now Okay, this album was so good Or this album geez, I already fucked it up there was so much good metal. Judas Priest had a comeback album. Mm. I hate you. Uh, we talked about Opeth, Gojira, one of my favorite Gojira albums. Uh, High on Fires, Devil, not Devolution, uh, uh, Blessed Black Wings. Tremendous album. Trivium album, I think it was their debut. Avenged Sevenfold, the album with Backcountry. Oh, Arch and put out an album. Strapping Young Lad put out Alien, which is tremendous. Corn, Limp Biscuit, they all put out albums. I'm not saying they're good, but they did. I did like the Disturbed album from this year. Children of Bodom, are we dead yet? such a good album creator black dahlia murder Ooh. speaking of the singer just yeah.
0: passed away recently so yeah we've uh, we'll,
1: we'll, we got 15 seconds oh my god uh landmark album by soil work stabbing the drama really good album as they lay dying uh shadows are security one of their best albums nevermore chimera oh your time is- good job Evil's- i didn't know you were gonna do that <laughs>
0: Hey, you, in your Jeez. defense, you got like 17, 15 bands named off there. You got a shit ton named off. <laughs> and honestly, you just messed me up because I did not realize that Bat Country came out. Yeah. I, yeah. That was a good album. Not an amazing album, but that song, I mean, for yep. anybody that's any sort of Hunter S. Thompson fan, that song's fucking, right. not only is that song just amazing musically. He who makes a beast of himself
1: gets rid of the pain of being a man.
0: First time I ever heard them was in Seattle I don't even remember whose concert it was because Avenged Sevenfold opened for them and blew the fucking doors off the building. Mm -hmm. When they started doing the dueling solo on Backcountry, you could tell like half of the people there didn't know who these guys were. And everybody was looking at each other like, what in the
1: fuck is going on? on?" (laughs) It was awesome. They were a gateway drug for me. I don't know what had happened, like a switch flipped. And I'm like, I need extreme metal in my life.
0: I think they were a big gateway along with those,
1: like the used and thrice
0: and, you know, those kind of like, right hipster isn't avenged sevenfold actually like
1: some rich socal boys that just got yeah they're like tatted up and yeah they're like a 2000s guns and roses sunset strip yeah, scene sort of exactly. but they play metal i mean it's not they're not musically that they're good like their too the, their drummer the rev yeah. who also passed away was so good he was so good Everything that we talked about in System of Down that they hated—that's <laughs> that's what this band was or celebrated. Yeah. And yeah, they were good. They were really good. They were like my stepping stone into the much heavier stuff out of Boston, like Unearth and mm. Scandinavia, like In Flames, and still kind of catchy and. Yeah, I mean, Backcountry was all over the radio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I was
0: gonna blow past this, but why don't you start because. I have a death I want to talk about, and I think you should talk about the singer that Trevor's just passed away
1: for Black Dahlia Murder. And he was a great singer, number one, great frontman. He doesn't really sing; he's like like harsh vocals, got a roll, but also just like great performer, awesome live, loved by the community. Like that was a big, big loss. Anytime like someone passes away, especially from a band, you're like, well, what happened? Like, was it drugs? Yeah. Was this it was that? I don't know the specifics. I just know that the band posted the suicide hotline number. Oh, shit. I know. How old was he? 30s? Probably late 30s, early 40s, maybe. The message is, if you haven't talked to a friend in a while, call them. See how they are. Continue building and nurturing your connections with people because you don't know what can make a difference. I like that. I really like that.
0: I, I, I am bad at that. And I should be better.
1: I am too. Which shouldn't be. I have like five friends. It should not be (laughs) that hard. It's really easy. Like post, I guess, kind of on the downswing of the pandemic lockdowns and isolation and stuff I think that messes with a lot of people in a lot of different ways and I feel like we need to relearn how to connect with people I'm personally making that a point to kind of reconnect with human beings for real that I haven't that's awesome we'll miss you Trevor he was uh he was awesome that's a great band Black Dahlia Murders fantastic band I think that was well said Last night, I am going to talk about Vangelis died.
0: Oh, yeah. So much different story there. He was 79 years old, but right. we would already talked about him this year. You and I did an episode on him. Yeah. So what can you say? Chariots of Fire, Blade Runner. Yeah. I have four of his vinyls now. He has a ton of albums, his own synth work, and they're, mm-hmm. they're unbelievable. I've always been a huge fan. He paved the way for a lot of... He was just a brilliant dude. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I'm gonna take a cheers to a couple dudes that are gone now. Let's cheers those guys. Life's too short, man. 2005, everybody. We're gonna talk a little bit about it. I have some specific ideas, Evil has some specific ideas. From the very small amount that we've talked about it beforehand, I get the feeling that we might have at least fairly similar opinions. Although, like he just said, apparently he was just in another world. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He was locked up out of pop arm length. You kind of foreshadowed it talking about American Idol. This is really the era where the commercialization of pop music, not that it wasn't commercial before, but like... Dave Grohl has a great quote about American Idol, about how the real way to do it is to just like play in your garage with your friends and suck and don't stand in line for some competition for someone to tell you you're good. Just get good. I'm paraphrasing.
0: My daughter, all she talks about is how she just wants to practice and practice and practice so that she can go try out on X factor or whatever it is. You know, as a dad, you can't just be like, hey, idiot. Right. No. <laughs> like you can't you can't do that but it's just every time she says it this part of me dies no Caroline meet somebody next door who likes playing the drums and right. I'll build you something in the fucking garage and just do that every day yeah you're right it's fucking soul crushing and I don't care if anybody disagrees you're wrong that's what I think anyway exactly <laughs>
1: keep going this was a few years into that model over manufacturing of music you know let's the Simon Cowellism. yes where you have a go get judged in front of a- a panel of, of industry morons yep. becoming the next carbon copy cutout, whatever they want us all to listen to clear channel us to listen to people
0: that if tom waits would get up there in addition they would laugh in right. his face and they
1: would tell him he's a fucking yeah. joke it's the the mass marketing of music that sort of approach ossified it became sort of solidified in like this is how we do it from here on out And now music's going to suck. Yes. But we're going to make a lot of money. It was no longer a trial and error. It was now out on the market. And so pop music becomes not art. It's a commodity. And yeah, it was before Mm -hmm. to some degree. But I think at this point, it's just very consciously that. Because of that, going back to what I was talking about before, it really compartmentalizes musical taste because people don't like that. I mean,
0: people consume that. Can I say something about that and then continue on? When you're saying that people don't like that before this point, people gave a shit. If you wrote your own music, if you could play an instrument, if you could do, Yes. if you were going into a studio and just na- this was normalizing, Hey, you don't need to know how to write. You don't need to know how to play a piano. You don't need to just, if you can learn how to sing good, get on TV. If you're hot, fuck,
1: we'll cut you an album. If you got bad teeth, we'll get you some veneers. If you're yeah. pale, we'll get you a tan. If your hair yeah. sucks, we'll get you hair plugs and And people stopped giving a shit if you right. actually could make music. That's exactly it. Is I don't think that the broad public at large likes pop music. I think they consume pop music like they do candy bars. Yeah. The high fructose corn syrup version of music. It's not real whole foods stuff that you when you have a real meal, you're like, oh God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Not all music was that, but that type of music could bubble up into the broader consciousness. And from this point on, I don't think it does. Or if it does, it's a rarity.
0: Well, and there's also the problem, like you compared it to food, which is a great comparison, because if you start eating McDonald's once a week, which is super high in salt content and the sugars are there and everything, and it clicks in your brain that you want this, you want this, if you start eating that once a week... All the other food is going to get duller. That's all you fucking want. That's all you're going to crave. Right. And it's the same thing with music. If you start feeding into that American Idol shit, then eventually the Muse and the, and the fucking Mars Voltas and
1: stuff, you're going to turn that on. And you're be like, what in the hell is this shit? It's going to kill it all. There's still going to be people who gravitate towards those bands who are like huge fans of them. It's just there's such a minority. It becomes a niche. I think they were just like, this is how we do it now. That's very well put. I completely agree. I'm going to try to be positive about this
0: (laughs) (laughs) because there was a lot of good music. There's
1: so much. That's the thing is there's still a lot of good music
0: this year. Yes. Yeah. That's what
1: we're going to talk about, I
0: hope. It didn't get enough attention. I've got three different types of music that I want to talk about. Okay. The first thing I want to start with is rap. This was not. A good time for rap no carter 2 came out in 2005 which is one of the it's not terrible but to me it's like the fifth best lil wayne album 50 cent went yep. from one of the best rap albums of all time to crap common was okay but common is kind of better as just a being than an artist to me yeah, he comes out yeah. with good stuff but i just he's i think it's more of his personality that is so popular because he's just a he's mm-hmm. a fucking amazing dude But we had the start of something. Mm -hmm. There are two albums that I want to point out. Number one is the obvious one, which is Late Registration by Kanye West. I was very familiar with his first album. I had known about Kanye before he was going to come out. I loved his first album, loved it so much. And then his second album came out, which I don't like as much as his first album, but people noticed kind of the stuff you were talking about, how the pop death or whatever you want to say, this was one of those actual talents that kind of forced its way into that. I think it was, obviously, we all know Kanye West' personality. It is what it is, but this album really, really woke up. We have a lot of really good rap artists out now, and I really do feel that this sort of stuff is to thank for that. And the other album that I want to point out that came out this year was M.I.A. Mm -hmm. M.I.A. came onto the scene completely different, completely fresh. This is not my favorite album of hers. I think her next album is insane. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely insane. Everything about her as an artist, just like Kanye West, you could not deny what was happening there and what right. she was bringing to the table. It was not a good year for rap, <laughs> but thanks to two albums that came out this year, it was going to get much much better. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was yeah. a like turning point.
0: And people were trying really hard too. People were trying to make like the game. People were trying to make the game the next big huge thing. And no, he he wasn't. He was not. <laughs> he was not good. There's two other types of music that had really done well with their formula and it kind of figured it out. The first one that I want to talk about is the kind of indie hipster thing. Mm -hmm. Slater Kinney had an album, one of their best albums that came out this year. Spoon, Gimme Fiction came out this year, which is one of my favorite Spoon albums. Ben Folds had songs for Silverman that came out this year. New Pornographers, Gorillaz... Imogen Heap, and they really had the formula figured out. The Decemberists, the Decemberists weren't shitty yet. They came out with uh, (laughs) their album this year was awesome. It was it was fucking great. I forgot his fucking name, Sufjan, whatever, the Illinois <laughs> album, the Illinois. Yeah. We were trying to figure out the top 10 and evil sends me a message saying, I keep seeing this album everywhere. And my response was like, that's hipster gobbledygook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite response ever. I'm like, Okay. I really try because I'm so metal heavy. Mm-hmm. I try to be conscious of other music and I'm like, ah, I keep seeing this album. Should we, is this something that I should pay attention to and try to listen to? And
0: people don't get the wrong idea about evil and, and go by other episodes sure. in here. Sure. You like all types yes. of music. Agreed. Maybe not this year. <laughs> this year,
1: this was like a, just a different, era for me and
0: it's really good musically it's incredible sure there's so much talent there it's like uh the band we talked about in the quickfire review the ants from up yeah, yeah, there. yeah black country new road i can acknowledge how brilliant it is but i that doesn't mean i like
1: it yep exactly
0: the best example of this for me for this year was plans by death cab for cutie this album is an incredible album it really is you turn it on you start listening they have songs like The very first song, The Marching Band or whatever, Crooked Teeth, The Sarah Song, even the one that was popular that I think would be considered a better song if it wasn't played three times an hour for fucking five months. Uh, Soul Meets Body, that one. I listened to that album a ton. It was a great album. The problem is, is that that Decemberists and Death Cab for Cutie and Decemberists is a great example of those because they became their own worst enemies. (laughs) Death Cab kept trying to come out with stuff that was equally as, I don't know, elitist cardigan (laughs) wearing-y. It was just not, and it got worse. And I'll tell you, I've got an anecdote about this of a different style of music that was coming at the same time. And I think that because of these two styles, they branched off in a totally different directions, and I went one way with a different style of music, and this is why. I was just moving to Reno in 2005. This was, I had just gotten back from the Navy I was in the midst of a move to Reno to really, really trying to fuck my life up. (laughs) I went to a concert in Reno. It was a Death Cab for Cutie concert. It it was pretty, but it was such a boring fucking set. Even in the middle of the set, I remember the lead singer was like, hey, nobody's dancing. How come I don't hear any of you? And it was this weird air of, dude, you're sitting there with a fucking acoustic guitar. You look bored as shit. Uh You're so in your own head that you think that we should be like jumping around and fucking excited just cause it's you. And one of the things that multiplied it by like fucking 20 is because the band that came on before them blew the fucking roof off the building. <laughs> Franz Ferdinand uh, killed it. Yeah. They were dripping sweat, running around all over the place. Raw as hell. That was this other type of music that was coming out at that point. You had Franz mm. Ferdinand, you had Kaiser chiefs. K- Kaiser chiefs is a great one. Uh, yep. Kasabin. Dogs, which is this lesser known band, you had Block Party, Mm -hmm. you had these super raw rock roots, Rolling Mm Stones-ish sort of influenced, and that concert to me was this big wake-up moment. That's the music that I want to follow. Fuck Death Cab for (laughs) Cutie. I want to go this way. And I never looked back. That's
1: pretty much my thoughts on 2005. Death Cab for Cutie was so far off of my radar at this point. (laughs) (laughs) There were a bunch of albums that we talked about that we were like considering for top 10 list, but it's just not that band's best effort, but it's still really good. There's a lot
0: of really good,
1: yep. but there's not a lot of great. That's why I was saying that
0: when you and I were trying to figure out the top 10, yeah. we weren't arguing. No, we weren't like, fuck you. This
1: needs to be on. No. We were like, should this maybe be on? Well, like I threw out clutch. I threw out robot hive Exodus cause I love clutch, but I'm like, it's not their best. It's really good. It's not their best. It, it felt, right to concede on a lot of things that we brought up like hey should we listen to this uh it's not really their best effort but it's still good okay yeah yeah I don't disagree with the top 10 that we landed with.
0: I don't either. I'm, I'm fine with it. But
1: there's so many things that could potentially have arguments made to be on that list. That
0: would be a good message, I think, for me, is anybody that listens to this and is like, how the fuck could you leave that album off of it? Right. Honestly, yesterday, it might have been on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, there
1: have been many versions.
0: Yeah. Right. The only other thing that I want to talk about, because we were talking earlier about how to find music at this point and struggling so much, I will tell you, One of the ways that I learned at this point, it was my prime way to find music and fucking shout out, back in like 2002 to 2007, FIFA, the soccer game. (laughs) The soccer video game their soundtracks were absurd the fifa 2005 soundtrack had air on it it had fairy Corsten on it it had brothers franz ferdinand in excess new order the scissor sisters oh, wow the rough british that was one year for like five years i was waiting for the fifa soundtrack and then you would put it on and there'd be some like Cassabin or something like that that would just kick your ass mm-hmm. so shout out to fifa and any of you that are into that kind of More indie Brit stuff or outwardly national stuff. You can find music off the FIFA soundtracks.
1: Good, that's good advice. It's
0: kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Hey, Evil. Yes. Guess who came out with an album this year? Who? And now it's time for (laughs) the
1: shit on the Stones.
0: I didn't even know they put an album out. They did a bigger bang. Oh my god! Record scratch. Evil. I kind of like this album. What? Go check it
1: out. It is. Have you had a COVID test recently? <laughs> you gave me the AIDS, evil. <laughs> you got, you got monkeypox. I did.
0: No, go check it out. It is. It's bluesy. Right, it's. It reminds me a little bit of Sticky Fingers, but it's okay. obviously it's it's two thousand, so it's more uh, produced and stuff like that.
1: Less racism. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All you Rolling Stone fans, I think A Bigger Bang is actually a good album. So. <laughs> look at that all right yeah maybe we get a couple Stones fans back
1: you just got weirder I
0: mean, <laughs> I know <right>? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take a break and then we are going to get into some awards and categories we will be right back back let's get into some awards and categories evil what is your breakout album
1: or artist of the year you just had to ask me that
0: in my defense i warned you that i would ask you this
1: yeah i know i don't the, <laughs> the
0: problem is you see people what i do is i send him an outline <laughs> for the episode about two weeks in advance
1: yeah that's my dog disagreeing with you get him yeah <laughs> Well, here's my problem with this one, because I do have an answer, but it feels wrong because of how big this artist is, and it's Kanye. I would agree with that. Yeah, but how do you- No, this
0: album was the album where he was already known. High to power? Definitely not. No.
1: Breakout? Breakout? Dude, for sure.
0: This album was everywhere. Mine is MIA. No. I think this wasn't her best, but she definitely came out hard. I really do think that she kind of paved the way for- a lot of particularly female hip hop. Not no. You know what? Fuck that. Not female. This was this like, its own thing. like she's... outer national gangster rap. Like yeah, it was yeah because
1: she, a... she was hardcore. Very yeah. 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 Fuck you, DL. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> what about height of power? You were talking about the divergence of music. And I could be completely wrong. The Franz Ferdinands, the Kaiser Chiefs, that sort of style of rock. I feel like this was their peak, but sort of like the plateau of that Uh, kind of music. Yeah.
0: I I think, you know what? You're right. I just had to think about it for a minute, but yeah after this span it kind of became something else that's when it kind of went from the brit rock dirty grimy stuff to the american rock dirty grimy stuff yeah like we're gonna end up talking about an american band that i think paved the way for a ton of rock and roll i have three height of powers and i could you do that well i'm doing it (laughs) it's our podcast i do what i want my number one i already talked about death cab for cutie plans they got significantly okay. worse after this album i don't know if it's just because they were doing the same thing that after one album you realize that
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even need an album
0: yeah block party silent alarm it's a great album their albums afterwards were a pretty big letdown renowned renownedly that's not going to get any hate mail yeah they were not great after that But, spoilers, there is a new Block Party album out this year. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it. My last one I have, there was a band that came out with an album this year that had been around for a while. It's a niche market that I love, and that I think Evil probably loves too. But they came out with an album this year that ended up having a song that would play at every fucking sports venue of all time. For like five years, if it came on at a bar or something like that, all the dudes would just start wanting to get in fights and stuff. Just an amazing song. And that is the Dropkick Murphys. Came out with The Warrior's Code. Fuck! God damn
1: it. (laughs) I Stole Your Thunder?
0: Shipping up to Boston? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, This year, they came out with... Warrior's Code. Warrior's Code. And I had never listened to that whole album until prepping for this and i fucking love it fantastic like, yes and children of Bodom released are you dead yet okay, okay. tremendous albums children of Bodom covered shipping up to boston and it's fucking awesome i was going to talk about it later in the episode i'm gonna to have to rejigger some, some i'm lists. sorry evil uh no i'm glad you brought it up because <laughs>
0: yeah awesome albums that have aged poorly or well aged well we've talked about it Ad nauseum, so I'm not gonna go crazy, but mesmerized. Yeah. Aging poorly. I'm going with bright eyes. I did some listening. I've done a ton of listening over the last three weeks. I'm wide awake by bright eyes. You know, I really liked it back then. The tortured artist aspect of me loved it. Even now, I'm still a tortured artist, but it just really doesn't do it for me anymore.
1: Uh, what about you? This is cheating a little bit. You talked about what was on the charts. From this point on, most of that shit ages poorly yeah. every single That's year. True. And not that it didn't before, because I remember when we did the 1969 episode, looking at like the top singles of the time, yeah. and I'm like, what is this government? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's always kind of happened. There's also been eras where the top music of the year yeah. ages incredibly well. Honestly, I can't pick an era of music since 2005 where there's been a musical movement that has been meaningful in like pop consciousness.
0: The only things that I can think of are the big new thing of YouTube musicians or like fucking shanties but that's on not, TikTok. Those
1: aren't hitting the, they're not at the top of the charts. But that's kind of becoming the charts.
0: Because those are getting millions and millions of views. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. That's what's crazy is, is
0: you ask me what's number one on the radio right now. I can't tell you. Yeah. But I can tell you that the fucking like Italian bass player dude on YouTube is getting 5 million
1: hits. You know what I mean? The world is right. We're old, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I think at this point though, it just was, it's kind of like when WWF turned into WWE (laughs) and became entertainment and they just embrace the fact that it's It's all all fake, yeah scripted (laughs) i think music was like ah screw it we're just cranking out dollar signs what about what aged well i didn't say what aged well i don't know (laughs) i really don't know gotcha because i'm familiar well
0: so i'll ask you then all the metal that you were listening to in 2005 did all of it age well?
1: No, 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 no. There were definite, okay. definite trends. Nickelback put out an album this year. The, look at <gasps> this OMG. photograph. Oh, like my the most, God. The meme-worthy song ever. <laughs> 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 oh, for the listeners, he's holding up the, <laughs> the photo.
2: <laughs> look at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that
0: I look at that every day. Listening at the time versus now. That's kind of Dude. been what your thesis was on this year. Is
1: I was completely in the metal world.
0: I listened to a couple albums that we haven't really talked about. Aguero by Beck. I listened to that yeah. a ton. I loved it. I, yep. s- I still really like it. Same. Great album. The Spoon album that came out, I loved. Block Party, Mesmerize, I obviously loved. We've learned that. Two albums that I will talk about that I, I didn't love back then that I love now, uh, With Teeth by Nine Inch Nails. Mm. fucking love that album and a band that i really just refused to give a chance until about seven years ago eight years ago and now i kind of worship is mars volta
1: yeah yeah
0: these guys were nowhere near my radar in 2005 and they wouldn't be until a couple years later and then i wouldn't give them a chance until they
1: require some effort (laughs) (laughs) yes they really do
0: if you are a music fan or a heavy fan or a musician, I feel like there is a Mars Volta song out there mm-hmm. that you will hear and you will think this is the greatest thing that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And then it'll hook you. Yeah. I guess I'll go first because our next category is best hidden gems, underrated albums, albums that took indie role. And the first thing I have on here is Francis the Mute by Mars Volta. You stole
1: one of mine. God damn it.
0: But hey, oh, I'm also going to talk about an album that I loved at this time. And really, my dark period of Reno, this album was my fucking soundtrack. And that was She Wants Revenge, their title album, which is this very dark, very dark Cynthia. I don't even know what the fuck you call it. And then this is a hidden and gem for me. LCD Sound System.
1: Yeah, I listened. Came out with yep. an
0: album in 2005 that after researching for this year, everybody loves. Mm-hmm. All of the top 50 of 2005, that LCD Sound System album is in the top five of everybody's.
1: Yeah, I, l- I listened to a couple of tracks too.
0: It's very LCD Sound System. Yep. <laughs> Good for him. Not hating at all. I don't really get where the difference is, but... I also was, you know, and then the only other thing I want to shout out because I love them and I really, really love this album, but it's just not in the tops for me is Depeche Mode came out with Playing the Angel, Mm. an underrated Depeche Mode album. As anyone that listens to this could imagine, I'm a very big
1: Depeche Mode fan. What do you got? This is going to come as a huge surprise to you. I had to go back and look at this album from the lens of the time. This is a metal album. But if you go back to top metal album lists from this period, this isn't even on mm-hmm. the radar. But we were considering it in some of our top lists, and it's Gojira's From Mars to Sirius.
0: That's the one that I said, I'm not going to say this one, yeah. because I have a feeling you're oh, going to talk about
1: you, it. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. read my mind. Looking back, I'm like, how this is one of the greatest albums ever. You know, It's my favorite Gojira album. They didn't really hit until a few years later. But that album, man, holy moly, is it good.
0: Was there an album, Evil, while researching that you had not really listened to or or never heard of that really got your juices going? Yes.
1: When I listened to it, I'm like, oh my God, why am I not a bigger fan of her entire catalog? That's the Fiona Apple album. Mm. That album is so good. so good. So good. It was the funnest find for me because I'd never listened to it before. Oh, really? And... From the very beginning. Completely had never heard that. And I've listened to Fiona Apple before, but not this album. It's fantastic. Oh, my God kind of throwback Mm -hmm. of fifties musical at times. Yeah. Extraordinary
0: machine was the very first track. She's got the fugal horns playing and the it's all, it's all
1: orchestra. And Fiona Apple is a goddamn goddess. Quirky. Listening to that was the funnest find for sure. That's of the whole thing. I love, I love that
0: mine. I have a huge standout that I had never heard of when I was researching for this. It was on all the fucking lists. Fine, I'll try it. And unbelievable songwriting, and that is "I Am a Bird Now" by Antony and the Johnsons. Oh my god! (laughs) Hattie does not like Antony and the Johnsons at all. (laughs) Apparently, apparently Uh, not. Incredible songwriting, beautiful, beautiful music. That album is going to be. I'm going to listen to that a lot this year. Yeah, that's cool. That was a really fun find. What is your theme song for 2005? Why didn't I think about this before?
1: <laughs> this is what I should have thought about before. I'll go first. Please do.
0: My theme song for this year, just remembering the first time I heard this hook, I've probably listened to it eight quadrillion times and I'm still not tired of it, but Epro by Beck. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Na 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 I, I man I fucking loved that song.
1: I have thoughts about that that we'll discuss later.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I saw him live last year and he played it really? and it made me happy. Ugh. Yeah. Made me very happy. Does
1: he play guitar when he's yeah. doing it live? oh man mm-hmm. i really yeah it's a that's a he's good a song. badass i don't know how to answer this for me because i am so disconnected from most music from this year as a theme i have one but i, I want to save it for my can i reveal it with my top three list yeah or you could just say like okay. bat country B- back country yeah
0: he who makes <laughs> a beast out of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. That's
1: good. That actually works because I had that on my top 3 song list which I did prepare until I found this song. Ooh, which replaced it. I like it.
0: it. So, all yeah, right, back entry. Worst yeah. album of the year, Evil What You Got. What's the worst album of 2005? For me, it's a no-brainer with a bullet. It's a
1: no-brainer? Oh, absolutely. Like Limp Bizkit put out an album this year, so maybe Even Motley Crue put out an album this year, which I've listed them as, what's yours? You go first.
0: Tons of talent, completely wasted on some of the worst songwriting I've ever heard in my life on this album is possibly the worst song ever written. Not joking. What? I want to ask you this. A song from 2004 up against a song from 2005. Evil. Okay. What is worse? 2004's Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani or 2005's My Humps by The Black Eyed Peas?
1: Oh, The man. Black Eyed Peas
0: came out with Monkey Business in 2005. The Black Eyed Peas... Were talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they came out with Monkey Business, and it was the... Go listen to it for 30 seconds if you can. It's so fucking bad. The song My Humps is... It's... <laughs> and they didn't... They weren't trying to be... I, like my Humps, My Humps, My humps. It's bad.
1: I love you, Lady Lumps. Now, I'm still... I'm trying to decide which is worse of those two. You don't want no
0: drama versus B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Okay. This is why they're both so criminally bad. What? Because Fergie upended the talent of black eyed peas and created this crap (laughs) or no, 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 no. Actually, I think maybe Gwen Stefani
1: is worse because she had a really good band. That's see, that's what I was going with. No doubt was fantastic fall, which is, which is worse. Okay. I'm going to say okay. that's the worst of those two. I have my worst, uh, Nickelback. Come on. Oh, like, Photograph. Yeah. 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 All the right reasons. All the right reasons. <laughs> Evil. Who, who won 2005? I feel like I won it by not participating in it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> my answer is one that we're not allowed to talk about because I think that System of a Down album was so good and they kind of went out on top they won a bunch of shit it's a good answer I'm gonna stick with me because I listened to so much good metal in 2005 that I think I won you won
0: mine it is what it is she was everywhere she came out with a song that would be in the top I think 10 for like 3 years or something and she was one of the first that grabbed those fucking American Idol coattails, and and she's still famous for it, and that's Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, um, yeah. She won the shit out of 2005. Everybody in the world, it, no matter how much you hate it, you know at least half the words to Since You've Been Gone. You can't get away from it.
1: <laughs> See, I don't even know that
0: song, so I'm stick— I'm. You don't know Since You've Been No. You I've never been more jealous of a human in my life. I was— life. <laughs> my god this
1: solidifies me winning
0: (laughs) we are getting down to it we only have a few more things left to do we are at the point where we are going to give not the best our favorite albums of the year we're not counting mesmerize no mesmerize is on both of ours we've gushed over
1: that for two episodes yes
0: i am going to allow one honorable
1: mention do you have one i do i actually prep for these i do have an honorable mention my top three albums are all metal albums But I have an honorable mention that is a non-metal album. I don't know how to talk about it because I'm a huge fan of this band. If you were to ask me my favorite rock bands, I don't know if I would ever list them as my favorites. Oh, my. But I love all of their music. And this album somehow... We've talked about Rated R before. We've talked about Songs for the Deaf before. Mm -hmm. And those two are cream of the crop albums for me, especially Rated R. Lullabies to Paralyze, I would have never guessed to be as good as it is. Mm -hmm. But listening to it leading up to doing this episode, I'm like, oh my God, this is...
0: It nonstop rocks your face off, dude. Yes. It's it's such a good
1: album. It is. Fuck it, I'm going to do two. I'm going to (laughs) do... I'm going to do a second. I cannot believe you are still coughing. (laughs) I got, I got the plague, man. I think my lungs are permanently <laughs> you damaged. Got a black lung, Paul. You gotta admit it's not as bad this episode as it has been.
0: Yeah, I will. My editing will be easier. A little bit less this time.
1: <laughs> I think this is a similar situation. I take for granted how genius Trent Reznor is. Mm. I wasn't super familiar with this album. I don't think I'd listened to it as an album before, and yeah. I did a few times and was blown away once again, as I always am, by Trent Reznor. So. Thank you it's for so uh, doing this year. It's so, so good. It really is.
0: I went through the same exact thing with, with teeth. Yeah. I was iffy on it when we were passing around our top 10. Yeah. And then I put it on a couple uh, nights ago and I texted you. I was like, no, I, I so evil, this has got to be on the
1: top 10. <laughs> I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. And I think yeah. I those two guys like Josh and Trent are Josh
0: and Trent. Everything they
1: touches gold.
0: Everything. You know who else came out with an album that we haven't even talked about? Foo Fighters yeah, came out with. Uh, yeah. Speaking of people that everything they touch turns to gold, right? Yeah, that's true. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, In your honor. In your honor. Just tons of stuff. Weezer came out with an album this year. We, yep. Yeah. And not, um, I mean,
1: both of those I wouldn't say are the best albums from either of those bands but also not the worst we haven't talked about Coldplay. i'd rather
0: not <laughs> this is us acknowledging that there are
1: probably some really really big ones that we aren't even touching on there's an album that i meant to listen to and i just realizing that i'd never i didn't get to it did you listen to the the sigur ross album no i did not we probably should have oh so. crap
0: yeah i missed it <laughs> yeah sorry Ross fans. And I guess at this point in the recording would be the perfect time for me to introduce a new segment that we're going to do on our year dissection episodes. We are going to have one of you, a listener, reach out and tell us about your favorite album of the year. I decided that we were going to do this after we recorded 2005. So if this feels a little janky, that's because it is blame me in my thought process but we do have a listener who i asked for a recording of her favorite album from this year and boy does it just work out perfectly angie james out of haverford west south wales uk love the recording some birds in the background. Like, I don't know what kind of cottage she's living in, but my God, I wanna live there. Anyway, Angie let us know about her favorite album of this year. Angie also, I'm she didn't ask me to do this. I'm doing it by myself. I am plugging. She has some watercolor artwork that is awesome. I'm, t- I'm not kidding. It's awesome. I have commissioned her for some things for this year. My daughter and I are really into Watership Down, and she's got these just beautiful watercolors of little hairs and birds and really beautiful nature watercolors. You can see them on uh, her Instagram, which is the happy hair, just like it sounds, or uh, you can actually go to her website, which is angiekjames.com. A-N-G-I-E-K-J-A-M-E-S. Seriously, really great art. Anyway, here is Angie with her favorite album of 2005.
2: Hi, guys. Thank you for asking me what my favorite album of 2005 is. I have to admit, I had to go and check. And there were some great albums, actually. But I'm going with Tack by Sigur Ross. There was a definite shift in the music I was listening to by now. I'd got four babies in the house, the oldest of whom was five. So I was veering away from the heavier stuff that I was listening to, like uh, Nine Inch Nails and System of a Down, and was looking for something that we could all listen to together. So I'm searching online and I came across this lovely album cover and it's got this watercolour or an ink sketch on on the cover of it, so... Listen to the first track and that was just so beautiful and calming and relaxing and it's sung in Icelandic which is where the band's from. Bought the album on the strength of that one track so got it home and I put it on the CD. The second track just blew me away. It kind of builds in intensity and it's, it's like watching a storm coming in off the sea. It's absolutely outstanding and got drums and piano and synths. I think this is the first time I'd heard a guitar being played with a bow, which is such an amazing sound. And it was exactly what I was looking for. And every song on the album is unique with inspiring imagery. And it the whole album just kind of drifts between eerie melodies and pounding drums, totally blown away by it. And it opened the door to a kind of post-rock wonderland I had a whole new genre of music to explore, which is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so that one is definitely my favourite album of 2005. My kids, though, loved the Gorillas, so that's the one that got played more often. Um, but this album has a special place in my heart. It's wonderful.
0: Well, as you heard, an amazing rundown of Sigur Ross. We definitely could not have done it better. <laughs> Absolutely not. Thank you again, Angie. Thanks for listening. That was awesome. My honorable mention. Oh, Our Lady Peace came out with an album this year. Yeah. But they were well into their decline. Yeah. So yeah. I'm okay with it, not making it. So my first honorable mention, I will say is Spoon's Gimme Fiction. This was a big album for me when it came out. I turned my camera on. God, that's one of the coolest rock songs of the 2000s. I will broach this album again in a couple minutes, I think. But yeah, that's my first. I really like Spoon, and this might be my second favorite Spoon album. Oh, wow. So
1: I don't know them that well, because we did them on the Quickfire yeah. recently, and I was... I just assumed that I didn't like them, but but I do.
0: And then my second honorable mention, which we've talked about, is Extraordinary Machines. I feel like a dick not having a Fiona Apple album on my top three. Honestly, this might be my second favorite Fiona Apple album. It's, it's good, man. Oh, it's so good. It caught me. My number three, which we just talked about, is with teeth. Mm-hmm. It almost slipped away, but I have the vinyl. I sat down, I listened to it like two nights ago. And yeah, it's it might be my favorite era of Trent Reznor. He was wow. getting into the more soundtracky stuff. Yeah. So he was really flirting with space. I really, really love this album. Evil, what's your favorite?
1: Third favorite album. My third favorite is, there's the cough again. Gojira's From Mars to Sirius.
0: Oh, Gojira. Yeah.
1: I think it's my favorite album of theirs. It's the first album of theirs that I found and I was just like, what is this?
0: When I went through a lot of the rank Gojira albums yeah. and this was number one on a ton it's of people's It's so good. Lists, what is your second favorite album of 2005? Opeth's
1: Ghost Reveries. I lost. You did. It is such a, landmark album for them you listen to it i mean what what did you think of it when you listen to it because it,
0: i how would i word it i realized very quickly i was not going to be able to
1: process it because <laughs> you turned me on to it like three days yeah back. and and to your point i'm the guy who's like write short songs get it done be, be concise with your albums <laughs> yeah. and then i'm like oh <laughs> here's some 12 minute songs for you
0: david <laughs> They're brilliant, brilliant songwriters. Yes. One of the things that I did notice because I was listening to them the same time I was listening to Gojira, and I did notice that there are times with early Gojira that it almost seems like they're being braggy metal. Look what I can do. Yeah, Opeth, you can tell that it's just the songwriting. Yeah,
1: no one dislikes Opeth. Gotcha. In the at least in the metal gotcha world,
0: my number two is Francis the Mute Ooh. by the one, the only Mars Volta. It's not my favorite Mars Volta, but it's one of the ones that I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. It's one of the ones that if I need a good ass kicking, I'll turn it on.
1: Yeah, that's that's such a good album.
0: That leads me to my number one, and Evil. I have to take a shot because Evil was right. My favorite album is from this little indie Danish band called Mew. If you are a music nerd, if you like the concept of an album, a band that is going to take time To give you an experience from the beginning to the end of an album and you have not heard End the Glass-Handed Kites by Mew, Mm -hmm. don't jump up and go listen to it. Wait until you have a night where you can have your favorite drink and you can sit there and quiet and listen to this. I promise you, you will be at the very least impressed. Yeah. And then I want you to write me and then I want you to thank me. And then send me some scotch. (laughs) This is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I know it's quirky. I know it's super... You know how there are some albums you absolutely love that you can see if somebody says that fucking album sucks, you could be like, yeah, I totally get where you would think that mm-hmm. that album sucks. Right. That's this album for me. I don't know what it is. I just, I love it so
1: much. It's so otherworldly. Mm-hmm. It's like from a different, some fantasy world. It's like if elves in Tolkien's universe <laughs> <laughs> progressed to modern yeah. times and they were making music, it would be this. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite album of 2005? My favorite album is by a lesser known metal band that uh, has broken up at this point, but uh, it's a concept album. It's for Constitution of Treason by God Forbid. No one's going to know who I'm talking about. Um, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so good. And if you look it up, it's very well reviewed. I don't know why this band wasn't huge. They should have been enormous, but they weren't.
0: Let's go to our favorite songs of 2005. Okay. Do you have any honorable mentions? I, evil?
1: Um, we've already talked about both of them. Backcountry, I would put on that. That's there. one of mine um, that, too. Okay. Yeah. Equal and, each other out. Backcountry. And shipping up to Boston was actually on my list mm, until- I broke your heart. The, no, I was going to bring that up as an honorable mention. God damn it. You, I ruined I was your waiting until the end. I was going to, I thought I was going to pull something out, but
0: oh, whatever. Let's see. One, two, three. Yes. My, mo- my mom- my Monorable. The but, back Country was You Made It, one of my honorable mentions. Uh, I really do love that song. My second honorable mention. Why don't we just do top five? Why are we doing three no. or two honorable <laughs> mentions? This is stupid. My number four, I already talked about She Wants Revenge. It was kind of my theme album of them, but they have a song called These Things on that album. It is track two. It is one of my favorite songs ever. Super dark, super depressing, but really awesome. So if you're in the mood to, if you're in a self-loathing kind of mood and want to be a little dark and edgy, listen to that. Uh, I will go on to my number three. Speaking of, if you want to do some self-loathing and be dark and edgy, I sense a pattern. My third favorite song of 2005 is Every Day is Exactly the Same by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah. That song, I think for most humans that are adults, is going to at somehow hit home. Yes. Right? Yep. Because even if you are living your best life, even if you are happy and evil, you have a great dog. You have a woman that you cherish. You have a good home. You, you do cool things. You're on a fucking amazing podcast with this handsome guy. But there's still going to be that time every now and then where you're just Mm -hmm. i I remember when i had a voice and now i'm just i wake up and i do this and i go to you you know what i'm saying oh yeah it's a rough thought
1: and he articulates it so well in this song we're like landscaping right now and i'm planted three trees this past week and I was listening to this album as I was in the backyard and it was like nice out and stuff. That's enjoyable work. I like to work outside and mm-hmm. be manly and dig holes and stuff like Dude, that. Dude, Working and in like, your own yard is, Oh yeah. That's good stuff. I had to like stop and sit down and listen to the song. Yeah. I had to stop what I was doing because it didn't fit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to, I don't like stop and like experience the song for what it was. And yeah, he is, he is a treasure man. He's mm-hmm. able to do stuff musically that other people, can't
0: evil what is your third favorite song of 2005
1: because i picked all metal albums for my top three i went non-metal for so proud my of top three songs i picked uh do you want to by mm. franz not frank ferdinand because every time we were texting that's
0: my favorite mistext text <laughs> i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> what about frank ferdinand <laughs> we have frank
1: ferdinand but i love that song it's Good great song. it's just so fun they're they have something ah, oh I like they, they do
0: they totally do and they're Scottish, so you can't go wrong. I like
1: that. What is your second favorite song? My second favorite is the one that I found. I'm like, oh my God. Hide and Seek I, I, by Imogen Heap. Yes. How did uh, you know? Seems like you. Here it goes again by OK Go.
0: Holy shit. OK Go. Okay.
1: Yep. One of the best oh, music no. videos ever. 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 I would think that a lot of the people who listen to us know who OK Go is. But if you don't, they built a career off of shooting their own music videos and knocking it out of the park. And this is a song that was not metal that I did listen to at this point in time. God
0: damn, that's awesome. My second favorite song of 2005. Hey, everybody, I am going to remind you for all you Kanye West apologists that think that he's still good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That he's come out with anything good since Kids See Ghosts, which he hasn't. No, 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 I'm sorry. The next one that he came out with, his own in when he was in Wyoming or whatever that was good too but I want to remind you about good Kanye West Mm -hmm. I want to read you lyrics from my second favorite song in 2005 which is crack music by Conway 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 Twitty (laughs) I feel
1: like there's an opportunity for someone Um. to be Kanye Twitty (laughs) yes
0: i'm gonna read you lyrics in crack music how'd we stop the black panthers ronald reagan cooked up an answer you hear that what gil scott was hearing when our heroes or heroines got hooked on heroin crack raised the murder rate in dc and maryland we invested in that it's like we got Merrill lynched And we've been hanging from the same tree ever since. Sometimes I feel the music is the only medicine. So we cook it, cut it, measure it, bag it, sell it. The fiends cop it. Nowadays, they can't tell if (sighs) that's that good shit. We ain't sure, man. Put the CD on your tongue. Yeah, that's pure. Everything that we've been talking about, about the manufacturing of music and what's real and what it, that is such a good song. And Kanye was such a fucking beast. And my first favorite, which there's not going to be much pomp and circumstance. I'm not sure how many of you are going to know this song, but it's from Spoon. Hmm. It is track two on Gimme Fiction, and it's the two sides of Monsieur Valentine. It's an incredible song. Wow. It has everything in it.
1: So, and that's my number one. Evil, what is, what is your favorite song of 2005? I probably could have done something earlier in the episode to be clever with this connection here. But are, there are three albums that were released this year that I they're all different but they share a musical DNA to where I could put all three of these on in a playlist and hit shuffle and it would all make sense one of them is Kanye's album okay one of them is Gorilla's Demon Days mm-hmm. and the third is the album that this track is on and it's Beck's Guero and Ooh. my favorite song is Epro holy shit Wow. Yep. Those three albums together, they're very different, but if you have like a Venn diagram with three circles and they all overlap in the center, there's something similar going on in the production of all three of them Yeah, that I love. And they're they connected <laughs> in weird ways.
0: Our collective... Top 10 albums of 2005. I'm going to be completely honest with everybody, and we've already talked about it. I don't even know if there deserves to be 10. Yeah. This was not an amazing year. So what I'm going to do is we have a top nine with three honorable mentions. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Our three number 10s, if you will, are You Could Have It So Much Better by Franz Ferdinand, Gimme Fiction by Spoon, and From Mars to Sirius by Gojira. Mm -hmm. You turn that on, you're going to be pleased. They're they're great albums. I just can't put them on a top 10.
1: For different reasons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our number nine is Queens of the Stone Age, Lullabies to Paralyze. Mm-hmm. If you want a simple rock out from track one to track whatever, this is the album for you. Mm-hmm. Number eight is With Teeth, Nine Inch Nails. We've talked about this plenty. He's evolved so much. hmm
1: that it's so weird to... It's funny you say that because when I I finished listening to it, you know, Spotify will kick over to similar tracks. It clicked over to to Uh something from Pretty Hate Machine and it was jarring. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Our number seven
0: is Demon Days by The Gorillas. This album gets a lot of mez and I don't know why. This album is fucking fantastic. It is. Anybody that hasn't heard Fire Coming Out of a Monkey's Head, you should probably check that out. Our number six, for all you people that are sad that we really haven't talked about it yet, fret not, because our number six is Silent Alarm by Block Party. This is an album that, I own this vinyl. I have not listened to this vinyl in four, this is one of those vinyls that just sits on your shelf until somebody else picks it when you're hanging out, and then you put it on, you're like, oh fuck, yeah. Okay, I do think that Block Party gets lost in the shuffle a lot. Hey, Hattie, <laughs> because after this album, they just they weren't as great. This is a fantastic listen. It is one of the pinnacles of that Brit rock coming out of the mid two thousands. Number five, Evil is so happy. Opeth, Ghost
1: Reveries. <laughs> If you go to Sweden, they're huge. They win Grammys in Sweden. That's oh. It's musically a different culture there. We're going
0: um, national, international, bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, number four, which we've already talked about, is Fiona Apple's Extraordinary Machine. She is a goddess, and I love her, and that's number four. <laughs> number three. It deserves it. The last three are the three that we both very strongly believed should be on the number 10. These are really the only three that both of us felt strongly should be on the top 10, which Usually it's way more than that. Number three is Guero by Beck. It is a Mm -hmm. fantastic, fantastic album. E-Pro, what was the song that was super, super popular? Hell Yes was super popular. If you are a Beck fan and you never really got into this, go check it out. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black Tambourine,
1: Scarecrow, Farewell Ride. Like This is a great album. Yeah, it is. It's back firing on all cylinders.
0: Number two, Late
1: Registration by Kanye West.
0: It is by far the best rap album that came out, despite the fact that Adam Levine is on the second <laughs> song on the album. It was so popular, and there's crack music, My Way Home, Touch the Sky, Diamonds from Sierra Leone with Jay-Z, We Major with Nas, hey mama is on there it's an incredible rap album and it was i do think it was Mm -hmm. this was his coming out party yeah Yeah. and then our number one should we should we talk about it for a half hour evil (laughs) our number one album of of 2005 is mesmerized by system of a down if you need to know why we think it's the best album of 2005 go to our last episode (laughs) (laughs) take a
1: listen i feel guilty even bringing it up talking about
0: it again yeah (laughs) like oh fuck we get it guys god
1: even rachel liked it
0: right caught me off guard evil maybe it's changed maybe it hasn't i don't know i want you to rank the years that we've done so far 2005 1997 1986 1978 and 1969.
1: i feel like 97 is last place Okay. I know that for sure. Wow. Uh, It's hard to pick between 86 and 78 for my favorite. I don't know which one is one, which one is two. 69 would be next. And then this one. And then 97. I'm going to go with that. I can't pick. Well, you can change it next time. It's probably going to change. And it's going to get more and more difficult to rank in order (laughs) as we go. So
0: this is my least favorite for me. Like no brainer, 2005. And then I'm going 97 and then 86 and then 78 and 69 is still my, I, the more that I listen to all these, the more I go back and I just look at what we had for 69. Mm-hmm. It's all just God Kings.
1: My problem is I didn't live through that era. So I'm not as connected to it.
0: I mean, evil, that's pretty much it. That's it. We kind of did 2005. It was a weird year. I enjoyed it more, way more than I thought. Me too. But this episode went a lot better than I thought it would. I kind of thought we'd be hurting for shit to talk about.
1: Yeah. When you sent the year, I was like, huh? Finding like the through line was really hard for me.
0: We did it because we're amazing. Don't fuck with us. (laughs) And that's it. Versechorusverse.com at versechorusversepod. Thank you so much for listening. This was actually a really fun episode. I've been having fun lately. We've had some good ones in a row. Come back next week. I am on my own and I am okay with it. I'm going to do some nerd math in our next episode. Everybody, we love you. Good night.